Selena, I've heard people talk about parenting styles, mm-hmm. but if I'm honest, I don't really know. Prior to this episode doing the research, I didn't really know <laughs> if parenting styles are a thing. And if they are a thing, what are they? Like, what do you mean you didn't know if they were a thing? Well, I know that there's They're like thing, style. But are they people something have a that style. You, are they something that you subscribe to? Is that what you're... No, like I, I knew that, you know, pe- people have parenting techniques, mm. right? Some parents are, you know, this way or that way. We'll get into specifics. But I didn't really, I, I guess it was made known to me that there's like a grid or like a matrix upon which these styles have been placed. And here we are today to show those to you, but also to ask the question, are they biblical? Hmm. Are all parenting styles biblical or is any parenting style biblical? So let's explore just that on the other side. So with anything in our life and our relationships, especially, I think it's so important for us to put uh, information through the filter of the Bible, right? And so we have things like parenting styles, uh, which we'll talk about. There's apparently four that are kind of the the big known ones, but and the ones that psychologists subscribe to. Um, but we want to filter those through our biblical lens and find out mm. whether or not. Maybe some of the traits they that uh, define those styles are, they might be true. They might even be rooted in scripture. Um, but how can we not, I think, put that style above the authority of scripture? And how can sure. we um, have an order? I think, it's, I think it's okay to identify styles and ways of, you know, parenting and doing things. Because sometimes it's helpful to understand that, okay, this is my tendency or this is how I, um, mm-hmm. these are some of my strengths and weaknesses. Those are not bad to identify and understand. But I think if that becomes our only definition, our only authority uh, for parenting, then we are, it's going to be problematic because right. we're taking the gospel out of it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I want to add this real quick. Yeah. You're asking the good question, right? Is how do we align this with scripture? But I just want to come out and say, like, we don't get to pick like, yep. how we're going to parent. There are some things that we are given discretion in. You know, you might call them gray areas. But, like, the Bible is pretty clear. If we, if we want to be Christian parents, we mm-hmm. want to disciple our children in Christ, then we don't really get to pick what we do in terms of our style of parenting. Sure. Now, I'm talking in, in, in black and white terms when we all should, I should make it clear, like there are hard and fast things that we are called to do that aren't non-negotiables. Then there are things that are in the gray areas. And so, yeah, you do get, there is freedom there, but when with the big important things, we don't really get to pick. So what we're going to do is put on the screen here, this graph. I think you fixed my, my hood. Thank you. Uh, we're going to put this grid on the screen and just kind of walk through it a little bit and then ask ourselves the question of whether or not these are biblical and some of them yeah, are obvious. And I think, yeah, I think some of them are obvious, but some of them, I mean, just when we were looking at them, you can see which one you probably are, but more importantly, I think you can start seeing in between like, okay, yeah, they, the authoritative parent maybe solves problems together with the child, but then how would the Bible instruct us in problem solving with our children, right? How does the Bible inform us on how we are supposed to balance that authority and that affection as a parent. Yeah. Um, and that should be our defining and clarity, our clear line of, of how we do things. 
yeah. as a parent. So let's get, let's get to it then. Yeah. So if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening just on the podcast, the lion's share of the folks who consume this content are actually on the podcast. So we're trying to make it helpful for you as well. We do encourage you to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there because you'll be able to see the visuals along with this. Just yeah. look, search for the Fredericks or the Fierce family on YouTube. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to find us there. But basically what this graphic shows is you've got an, a y-axis, mm-hmm. which is a responsiveness mm-hmm. and then that's, that's the vertical axis and then you've got the horizontal axis which is demandingness mm-hmm. which i don't know that was even a word but so if you and if you've got and, and and you've got this matrix of these four parenting styles so in the bottom left so low responsiveness low demandingness meaning you're not asking a lot from your kids you're not responding a lot to them right that's neglectful right now if you have high on the responsive side but low on the demanding side right that's permissive right and we'll go into some of these traits and kind of mm-hmm. paint this picture a little bit more but we want to kind of just go through the graph you've got and then on the bottom right of the the, the scale or the matrix you've got high demandingness but low responsiveness mm-hmm. that's authoritarian mm-hmm. and then on the top right you've got authoritative which is high demandingness high responsiveness mm-hmm. and so the question that we want to we want to hit on here as we said at the beginning is what is the biblical view? And does it even fit on this particular <laughs> matrix? Right. And if so, where does it fit? Right. So let's let's get into the first one, I guess. And maybe we can talk through the permissive parent. Yeah, the permissive parent. So some of the common traits you might see are, again, it's a high responsiveness, a low demandingness. <laughs> that is a funny word to say. You're right. Um, <clears throat> this parent might communicate openly and usually lets their kids decide for themselves rather than giving direction. Uh, rules and expectations are either not set or rarely enforced. Uh, typically goes through great lengths to get their kids happy and sometimes at, it costs like at their own expense as a parent. They're just trying to keep them happy. They want to be in more of a friendship role um, than a parenting role. And they want, you know, they just want to keep the peace on some level. And so they're willing to kind of give of themselves to acquiesce to like, do whatever hmm. needs to be done to just kind of keep their kid happy um, without actually giving them real instruction or guidance um, hmm. on how to kind of navigate problems and conflict as a, as a child. And like, so one of these things that says communicates openly and usually lets their kids decide for themselves rather than giving them direction. I think that's appropriate for a certain age group, but not for like a two-year-old, right? Like I'm not going to just sure. be like, okay, here are your, here I mean, I can, I can, I, when we're trying to teach them how to choose the right options and to be obedient, yeah. that's something they have to grow into. It's not just something you present to your two-year-old and, and allow them to just make every single decision for themselves because as every good parent knows, they're they're just going to choose the candy all day, the shows all day, like whatever feels good and tastes good, they're just going to do it. I mean, they're, they're and they have no pains. They, they haven't figured out yet, you know the long-term yes. benefits or drawbacks of their decisions. So yeah, we have to guide them in that. Do you want to, do you want to go through each one and then like, what's the gospel antidote to that? Or do you yeah, want to go think through and should, pick out the good and I think we should spit go out the bones? Each type of thing? Them. Yeah. Because the, the permissive parent, I mean, how, what is the Bible? The the Bible does not call us to be permissive and we subscribe to that as Christians, but what's, what is, what is our fear as a Christian? Like we, we might fear that if we, give instruction or that we have if we have boundaries that we're gonna somehow ruin our children and not be loving to them if we and more maybe we're being 
we think that it, being permissive is being more loving when really like the Bible calls us to correct our children. It calls us to disciple and discipline um, and teach our children the things of yeah, God. Yeah, and this is where maybe the permissiveness is, is comes in and is more biblical when you have trained them up right. to a certain age. Right. We were at a conference this last weekend. Was it Luke? Uh, Luke, Luke Jankovic. Jankovic was talking and he um, he's a parent of how many kids? Eight, so, soon to be eight. Really? Eight, wow. So they have seven and then I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they've had, and they've had one of them through high school and then, then they have one, they're expecting one in months. So they've got quite the breadth of information <laughs> gathered through their own experience. And he basically said, there's a point, he actually gleaned this from another guy that yeah. was there. But uh, the point was, there's a point in your child's life where you basically just say like, I'm not going to give you, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do anymore. Whether that's 15, whether that's 16, whether that's 13, obviously depends on the, t- the child, depends on maturity level, maturity level all that kind of stuff. But it's like you, I've taught you how to live. Right. I've shown you decisions. scripture. I've yeah. shown you what it means to be wise. I've shown you what it means to follow Christ. I've shown you what matters. Now it's up to you, child, to live in light of this yeah. truth that I've given you. Start making those decisions and yeah. walking them out and experiencing the good or bad, like, consequences because depending on the child you could say hey listen i'm not going to give you a bedtime so you can just you can stay up you can read books you can watch tv i'm just going to let you do what you want to do and let you choose okay uh that was my parents at like around 14 years old they basically just stopped caring what i did and (laughs) everything the the funny thing well not pretty much and (laughs) and the funny thing was is they my dad would be the one to like ask me to come out and watch tv with them i'd be doing homework and stuff and he'd be pulling me out and I'd try to get to bed. I was pretty responsible. But I, had, I know people that would, you know, they had a TV in their room and they would stay up way too late because yeah. TVs can be addictive. Uh, TV shows can be addictive. And so it really depends on, like, you don't want to set up your child for failure. Right. You also don't want to helicopter micromanage their entire lives. Because right. But that, how can you start, like, taking away the scaffolding, right? As a parent, you're kind of helping scaffold this vine, right? And then all of a sudden, they're becoming a tree and they need to be their own tree. But you just break all the scaffolding off all at once, probably not the best idea, right? right. But as they get stronger, then then your help sort of starts right. to kind of like fall. Your your need, their need for you, I think, on certain areas kind of falls to the wayside and they grow into yeah. new new problems and things. So again, for. each one of these grid, four grid, what, quadrants, there it is. <laughs> uh, they're going to have, they're going to have bits of truth and bits of, untruths yeah and it's our job as believers to sift through that and to order that i think and to understand to discern when these uh could work and when they don't okay so let's let's go to the next one the top right of this grid is high demandingness high responsiveness and so the authoritative parenting style as this article goes which by the way we should mention where we got this article this comes from uh what website did we it's find cnbc this but it's a psychologist she's like from stanford and all of that and i can't we're talking yeah. about the different parenting styles and what researchers are saying and which one's best for you it's funny i don't even care what they say about what's most successful i just want to see how they can no, exactly exactly <laughs> okay so we're gonna do the next one which is authoritative which um high responsiveness high demandingness mm-hmm. what how would you describe the authoritative parenting style um they are they have clear rules and expectations while practicing some flexibility uh, with them. Talks about how they communicate frequently with their kids, but they listen um, and they take into consideration their children's thoughts and feelings and opinions. It allows for natural right. consequences, um, like you said, staying up late and then being tired the next day. Right. But though, but they use those as opportunities to help their kids reflect. So um, 
they're not necessarily trying to be the friend of the child. They still are trying to be the the guiding authority, I think might be a better hmm. term for that. Uh, they try to keep honest and open discussions with their kids, teach them, you know, what we would hope for is biblical uh, instruction and authority. Um, and they did say here, kids who have authoritative parents tend to be self-disciplined and can think for themselves. So, I mean, if you were to put yeah. us in a category, like, I think that was where I would like to fall. Um, the, but everything that they're saying, like, sets clear rules and expectations, practices fl- flexibility, communicates frequently. These are all things that should be undergirded during the foundation of like of scripture like we are teaching them the things of god and as an outpouring of those teachings they are able to communicate clearly with each other and we are able to have a respectful conversation about conflict uh we can set rules as parents that they can talk to us about but we're going to require that obedience first um, before we start allowing for flexibility interesting um i wonder Without the Christian worldview undergirding this stuff, how how, how this would go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so uh, dare we say it? Like, try to remove this conversation from Scripture. Try right. to remove this conversation from the biblical worldview, and think. Okay, how do I now set clear rules and expectations for my child? We don't go to church. I don't. We don't value right. God's word. Well, the child you- wants to go out and do X activity. They want to go out and you know drink with their friends or that's maybe an extreme example, <laughs> or they want to uh, stay up and watch cartoons all night, or they want to eat whatever they want, whatever they want, right? And so you set those clear rules and say, listen, you have to be home and in bed by 10 o'clock. That's my expectation. Yeah. Um, while practicing flexibility and understanding as the, <laughs> as the list goes. Well, say your kid pulls, pulls in at 11 o'clock and you know, he's got an attitude. And he doesn't want to go to bed. He right. doesn't want to obey your rules because he's starting to spread his wings. Obviously, he's driving, so he's 16, 17 years old. Well, what do I? What foundation do I have to now lovingly enforce these rules and expectations mm-hmm. if he doesn't see a reason to honor his parents, right. doesn't see a reason to not do whatever he wants? Right. Uh, to me, it, it, it's idealistic. I mean, it's, it's very idealistic yeah, because as soon as you start pushing back on this stuff, yeah, because it's just going to fall. Y- it's gonna, yeah. You can be self-disciplined. I mean, they say that kids who have authoritative parents tend to be self-disciplined. Um, but I think that the motivation motivation matters, right? So why are the parents authoritative? Is there some – that motivation is going to come to the forefront whenever there's yeah. a conflict. And so if the motivation for, for a non-Christian or a non-believer is just to have an obedient, respectful, successful child, well, they might get that, but – there's also, I think, going to be a lot of baggage coming with that. I mean, you see kids talking about how they, you know, mm. they achieved all these academic successes or whatnot, and they don't feel like they had any real relationship with their parents. And maybe their parents thought they were there and, you know, took them to practice and did all the academic tutoring and whatnot that needed to be done. But they, and they thought they had a relationship with their kid. And then all of a sudden their kid's like, no, I don't really feel like that. And so mm. I think you can have good intentions. But again, if it's not founded in the, script in scripture and in the bible and in god i just don't know how it's sustainable or we can't be surprised when yeah the the questions of (laughs) the eternal timeless questions that bubble up from the human soul yeah are unanswerable we can't be surprised when those questions are unanswerable because we've detached ourselves from our eternal selves right right? from the sense that i don't come i i am an eternal soul placed in a body by god by the eternal god yeah that gives me context to answer to ask and answer those eternal questions of mm-hmm. why 
is good good and why is bad bad mm. why is evil evil Gosh. and without that rooting oh, like it, it all becomes it all becomes two things it becomes rel- relative yes so it's basically whatever works for you works for you as long yeah, as it doesn't impede can, on me you can question it all you want and it's and subjective and it be- subjective yeah subjective and it becomes uh so subjective and it becomes um uh what was the other one i was gonna say shoot oh it becomes subjective and it becomes pragmatic mm-hmm. meaning like just whatever works yeah. works yeah. and so like if you you're start. making an, an, an appeal yeah. to a rule you're saying child obey this rule he's gonna and he asks why well because i said so okay first off i don't have to do what you say because it's yeah. relative to whoever whatever i want to do yeah. also like i can make a case pragmatically for why and it's all going to yeah. become whereas i think the biblical worldview would be closest to the authoritative parent but it would have undergirding it the eternal truths of scripture. Yeah, the actual the, power. The actual power yeah. of the the God who created yeah. the the relationship between parent and child the way he did. Absolutely. I mean, as a quick, very quick sidebar, God didn't have to pro- have us procreate in this manner. Right. We could have Like, think about that. <laughs> we could have just... We could have sneezed. We could have been like flowers pollinating the field and we walk <laughs> away and the child children are born and they just grow up and they... We were joking about Charlotte's Web. We watched that and how Charlotte like is the hero, but I'm like, she just basically abandoned her kids. <laughs> 514 children. Uh, to In the favor of serving this pig. Some pig though, apparently. Some pig. He's um, very humble. But like God chose this way for yeah. us to procreate, but not only that, for us to make disciples and like little disciples in our family. So think about that. We God created this relationship between parent and child. Mm-hmm. The way he did on purpose. That's one of our t- core tenets is that family is God's idea. Mm-hmm. Everything about parenting is discipleship. That's another one. Uh, and kids are a blessing. It's rounded out. That's the third one. Uh, so let's go on to the next part of the grid, if, if we will. Yeah. No, I just, I think it was clear. I, I like to compare and contrast each of them too. So like the permissive parent is just trying to be the friend, trying to be the one that like appeases and acquiesces and keeps the child happy all the time, which we all know is impossible. Um, the authoritative parent, I think, is trying to be flexible but also like trying to be fun as well as the parent um which can be again problematic if it's not founded in scripture i think maybe uh another way to look at this grid might be to have it the vertical grid instead of responsiveness you have it um uh rooted in a relationship okay so to me responsiveness is a function of how deeply am i invested in the relationship that we have right and then demandingness which again horrible word but (laughs) That's that to me is is would be like truth or like God's law or God's way. Right. Like if, how much am I requiring of you? So how much am I giving to you and how much am I, am I requiring of you? Yeah. The question is, is the giving genuine and is the requiring founded in reality? Yeah. And so th- to me, authoritative really hits on the sweet spots here. And there's right. obviously if a, for a child to reject your parenting as a permissive, if you're a permissive parent, the child is going to probably reject your parenting, reject what you say because you've never gave him. You never gave that child any boundaries solid ground or, or boundaries. Yeah. They're not rejecting you. They just never had them. So then they, if they do have those boundaries opposed later on in life, they can reject them right. because they seem, will seem arbitrary, but yeah. they have strong relationship. But the relationship is going to be contingent on your permiss- permitting with yeah. them to live how they want to live. Absolutely. For them to reject an authoritative parenting style, they're going to have to reject your relationship and they're going to have to reject the rule. Yeah. The rule of law or yeah. the rule of, you know, yeah, the, boundaries the, the that world you that you've up. given them. Yeah. They're Absolutely. going to have to reject both of those things. Right. Now let's move on into the uh, neglectful uh, parenting style. So this is going to be low on relationship, yeah. low on rule. Right. 
And so, uh, what? How would you describe this uh, this parenting style? Well, this is definitely more of just letting their your kids kind of fend for themselves. Um, they might be just kind of indifferent to their needs, they're uninvolved, maybe, or they just are overwhelmed, and so they just throw their hands up. There's little nurturing, little guidance. Not so much attention. Is, you're phoning it in on every level. Basically. You don't care about your kids. Sorry, this is the word that came to mind. You're, you don't have the relationship and you don't have any sort of rule or boundaries. Yeah. Well, and the, the parent, it says, often struggles with their own self-esteem issues and has a hard time forming close relationships, which I think that can be a struggle for most parents. I mean, especially ones from like a single parent home or if they've had any real trauma that they've had to deal with that um, it's, again, if there's no, if the gospel is not in your life, you've not met Christ you're going to, these issues are going to be, and I'm not saying that Jesus just magically makes it disappear, right? That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that Jesus provides the context for us to deal with these issues and to ask for healing, to pray for healing, to pursue healing, uh, so that we can be an involved parent and not a neglectful parent, right? And yeah. they don't, the limit, the parents that are neglectful, they, they limit the time with their children. They don't really have any rules that they, uh, yeah. they're just cold, uncaring, um, for whatever reason, yeah. For whatever reason, for, for whatever reason, this is this is where that parent has landed. I, I think of the. Um, I used to play with uh, friends who lived in like those apartment complexes. Yeah, and there were you could tell whose parents were involved and whose parents were just basically like, listen, just don't die. Like yeah. there's cereal. And don't break the there's law. There's cereal <laughs> and milk in in the kitchen. Like, yeah. and you know, if you're lucky, we might go to Taco Bell later. But like, basically, like yeah. you're on your own, kid. Yeah. And you know, the term that comes to mind is a latchkey kid, right? Yeah. Somebody who's you know, leaving after the parents leave for work, yeah. coming home before the parents get home from work, uh, and just pretty much fending for themselves. Uh, yeah. This is not scriptural. Okay, no. what do we what do we see in um, in, in 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 the Bible? We see uh, Psalms one twenty seven. Right, this is talking about the blessing of children. Like, mm. so we, do you neglect a blessing? Mm. Do you turn your back on something that you feel is a blessing? If you view as a blessing, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb of reward. Mm-hmm. Like arrows in the hand of a of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. Um, another one: He who spares the rod hates his son. Now, there's, we're going to talk about that at some point in the near future. What this discipline, for yeah. discipline? You know, like things like hands on, like do discipline. Or do, do we not? spank? Do we? <laughs> SWAT, if you want to use a different word for it, uh, timeouts, uh, yeah. restriction, all that kind of stuff. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline mm. him. That is not a neglectful parent. Right. Um, there's Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when mm. he is old, he will not depart from it. Children, this is Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is good, this is right. Honor your father and mother. Well, how can they obey you if you've not laid out anything for them to actually right. latch on to? Right. You said, I don't really have any, like this to me is the, is the opposite of love when you just, you you, you are apathetic. Well, and I think it's problematic for kids that might be, I guess I'm just reflecting on my own childhood. Uh, You know, when it calls, when you're called to honor your father and your mother and obey them, but when they're not involved, how can I as a child begin to even comprehend how to honor a parent that has rejected and abandoned me, right? How can I begin to um, obey a parent who really doesn't have any rules when you're around them anyways. And so it's just, it's, it's a conundrum. I think you, again, there's no clarity, there's no discipline, there's no boundaries, there's no way you can really grow up. You just kind of wiggle out. Like you just kind of try not to, Mm. you know, it's, it feels like there's less purpose behind it. There's more just, I'm trying to navigate and like, 
preserve my own self rather than I just like how do you do that? How do you honor a parent who is not clearly neglectful? Yeah. So uh, to me, one of the biggest issues with this is that you are misimaging God Absolutely. to your children. Absolutely, you are. We are called not just to parent our kids, but to parent them in a way that is an image is in the image of God, and like mm-hmm. we we are representing God's love to him, his parental love to mm-hmm. them, his grace to them, his his holiness to them, yeah. his righteousness, his, his fatherness, even fatherliness. his fatherliness, <laughs> even his even his wrath. Yeah. In that, like, there if if we're misimaging God, like, what are they going to think about God? God did not just say to Adam and Eve, "Go do your thing." Yeah. Like, you're good, right? There's fruit in the garden. Like, just don't like. He, he, his only <laughs> rule don't was don't touch that tree. <laughs> But he was, no, he was right there. He, this, he was walking through the garden. Yeah. He was there in and among. Well, and things that them. grieve the Lord, yeah. um, do they grieve us? And how do we know that? And, and again, it comes yeah. back to teaching and training our children in the things, in the ways of the Lord. Uh, let's finish this up with the fourth one, which is high on, low on relationship, but high on rule. High on uh, authoritarian demandingness, yeah. low on responsiveness. Yeah, and the, the title here is authoritarian. So not to be confused with authoritative. So this is the one where you said, like, if we don't have a foundation or a, a gospel motivation, I guess, and gospel foundation, where the whole because I said so piece will come in. Because there's play. no relationship. Right. I, I don't really care what you think because the rules are the rules. And right. I don't care for your, I don't care about your reasons. Right. Again, communi- or what's happening in your heart. Communication is one way from parent to right. child. They All don't care. care. About, yeah. Yep. They don't, they just want to enforce yep. the strict rules. They don't care about their kids' feelings, emotions, and behavioral uh, needs, and we obviously know that this is um, this is frustrating for I think a child as well as a parent because you're trying to deal out this tough love uh, right. in an attempt to like be in full control. So those of us that have control issues, right, we're just wanting them to just do it. We want them because I said so. You just need to learn this is the way of the world. So again, this particular style really just blocks us from really understanding yeah. who God is and how he loves and how he communicates and enforces his authority as well as his affection. I think this is what Paul's getting at. We read Ephesians 6, 1, children mm-hmm. obey your parents in the Lord. This is right. Let's go on. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment, the promise, that it may go well with you and, and that you may live long in the land. Now, this is where, to me, this is where Paul is warning against authoritarian parenting. Mm. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Another translation says, do not exasperate your children. Mm. Do not, uh, uh, you know, basically just like fluster them with right. your... Your rules with, with no yeah, relationship. You can just frustrate their... Their, their development in, yeah. a sen- in a way that embitters them. And that's because you, it's void of the, uh, it's void of the loving discipline. Right. The, another translation says the, the admonishment. Yeah. So like that, that you get the picture of a father who's like urging their child, come, come, like Which is obey, such a grow, more beautiful picture develop, than somebody just like, cracking the whip behind yeah. them, right? And I, we don't sit here saying like, we've got this all together. We are definitely a mix and we are the most godly parents ever because <laughs> Reading this stuff. You said we are the most godly. <laughs> no, I said, I'm saying we're you not sitting yes. here saying these things. Yeah. We are sitting here saying, wow, Lord, we need to be sanctified because we have fallen into all the yeah. the bad parts it's of true. these parenting styles. Even when we're striving to disciple, like it can become so foggy when you are angry and you're out of patience or you're tired, you're hungry, your kids are mm-hmm. tired and hungry. Like at what point, you know, do we 
we can't just sit here and act like we've got it all together. Like this is ministering to our hearts as much as it's ministering, yeah. hopefully, to you as listener and viewer. So to me, it's yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. We're not perfect. It's it's helping us right now. Yeah. Uh, but to me, if we really change the, what the grid words are into relationship into rule, and yeah. when I when I say rule, I don't just mean rules mm. in the legalistic law salvation authority. sense, but, but the authority of yeah. God, like yeah. the the. We should delight in the law of the Lord. Yeah. We should delight in the rule of our reigning king. Yeah, and in the order that he's, and in he's the order, given us yeah. and the instruction that he's given us. And so us. there has to be, I think, for us to... We we have all kinds of verses on our website. Go to fierceparenting.com. You can search for Bible verses for parenting, but yes. we won't read all those. We read some of them earlier. But the Christian vision for raising up a child in the way he should go is always going to be that combination of loving fatherliness, motherliness, mm-hmm. p- parenting your child, but then also discipling your child mm-hmm. in the way, like teaching them this is this is the right way to go. Now, I'm going to lovingly help you walk in that way yeah. so that you know that these are not arbitrary yeah. commandments we've been given. Like the, the command to abstain from sex until marriage, to not awaken love until it's ready, right. that is there for a reason. Right. It's not just to be a huge buzzkill yeah. for angsty and, you know, hormonal <laughs> youths, right? right? It's there so that when they finally do step into it, they can flourish all the more. They, instead right. of getting a dime's worth of pleasure over here, they're going to get $1,000 worth of pleasure over the over the length of their lives right. because they followed this con- contextualized, godly um, instruction that they were given by the Lord, which was then passed down through uh, their parents. So there's got to be this perfect balance. Or I don't say perfect, but there's got to be a balance. Right. And a I, combination, rather, of relationship and role. I just want to read a short quote. Don't worry, it's not all of that. <laughs> um, on this article, uh, it's called Parenting with Authority and Affection. It was on uh, the Gospel Coalition, and we do like some of their stuff they put out. Um, and this is, I think it's by Chap uh, Bettis. Maybe saying his name wrong. He's got a lot of great books out. Um, but he said, We must fight against the pressure of our current culture. Authority is now suspect, and parents are fearful of messing up their children with mm. correction. But as we've seen, it is loving to have a home with expectations, boundaries, and consequences. And it skips down to one more piece. It says, Parents, you have been given the privilege of influencing an eternal soul. Be encouraged by this, okay? Imitate your heavenly father as you care for your children. Affection mingled with authority should be our two great bedrocks as we build both our household and the household of God. I love it. So I I would take those words over mine, the relationship and rule versus <laughs> affection and authority. That's so good. Yeah, I mean, God is good. And I love it. You've been given the privilege of influencing an eternal soul. Hmm. Imitate your heavenly father as you care for your children. Uh, and I think from that will naturally flow out as you imitate your father who has yeah. loved you affectionately. He's loved you with his divine authority. Mm-hmm. He's provided for you. And he's done he's, so perfectly. Yes. And we have proof of it, right? Yeah. We have God's word, which is given to us over thousands of years. Yeah. We now hold it in our hands. It's called the Bible. But then we have God's incarnate word himself, his yeah. son, who he sent affectionately. For God so loved the world. He loved the world in such a way so as to send his only son mm. so that anyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He is the perfect vision of a parent. Yeah, Our God is the perfect vision of a parent, an affection toward us, an authority exercise, but then uh, he, he has drawn us out of our failure to mm. obey his authority yeah. through the gospel. That's what it means to be a Christian, to yeah. place your faith in Christ. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian, if you're a parent, and you're just thinking, man, I really need to have some sort of foundation for my life. And I feel like I'm holding on by a thread when it comes to parenting. Mm. We're going to tell you, like, you, you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Like, we all feel that, too. Yeah. 
Um, but we want to invite you into to stand, to place your full weight on the strong foundation of Christ himself. Go to this website, thenewsisgood.com, and you'll find out information on how to take next steps, what it means to become a Christian there. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, the gift of being a parent. Mm. I pray that you'd help us be parents who are affectionate, who understand what it means to pass through, pass uh, your authority um, that you've given us, to live in the authority you've given us as parents, to, to lovingly exercise that authority over our children, that they might understand your loving, uh, relational, affectionate authority over them. Help the parents struggling. Um, mm-hmm. I pray that you would give them hope, give them peace, set their feet on solid ground, and uh, I pray that they would see fruit as a result of walking in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much for watching the Fierce or listening to the Fierce Parenting Podcast. Um, if you want to partner with us, we would love that. It's how we are able to do what we do. You go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. All the information's there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to continue creating this content. Lord willing, we will do it as long as he allows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a blessing to us. We hope it blesses you in return. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube or on the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. And with that said, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. See you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.